Welcome to the Zodiac chat line, y'all. It is Sunday. Nope. May. Oh, shit. <laughs> y'all, damn. Woo. That's what you get when you go live. The intro the is day. so locked is- that... <laughs> Real people, real live time. Okay, so welcome to the Zodiac chat line. It is Saturday, May the 20th, 2023. Thank you so much for being here. I'm your host, Tanae, and as always, my co-host with me, Cassie Girl. Hi. What's up? Hi. I am here. I am... I have narrowly survived Taurus season. I've got a few more hours to go. How are you? <laughs> um, you know what? I am actually really good. I was, I've had a really good Taurus season. Um, I think my mama was like, I got you, boo, because everything mm-hmm. else is crazy. Um, and even my Mercury retrograde in Taurus was like, really easy to navigate but I feel like I do pretty good during those because I'm already prepping to not do too much um and everything that I did during those that time was already pre-planned and there was no real glitches so it kind of just you know you know I mean in life of where the world is today I'm blessed that's real and that's I'm trying to kind of have that focus too because you know, we talked about this in our production meeting. It's like the last time we had a show, the two, uh, you know, the mass shooting in Tennessee at the school had just happened and the Tennessee three and all that. And it feels like a lifetime of news has happened since then. So many shootings, so much fuckery. And like, it is, it's very nice to remember that like, okay, I am still have so much to enjoy and so many lovely things. And this tour season, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I, I, I think those eclipses and I have prominent Taurus placement and Scorpio placements in my chart. Um, it was rough. It was just in, in my interior. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, definitely, uh, channeling my inner Taurus rising and, and being out in the dirt has helped massively just like playing in my garden, planting seeds, watching things grow, being outside. That's been, um, hugely helpful because poof, poof. (laughs) listen so um the only like you know really crazy thing happening is pluto is the only planet that's retrograde right now and that is an aquarius um and we for a very limited time folks and i mean take advantage right about now uh through maybe the middle of june will be it's just pluto but then after that the world is just changing again Um, but what we talked about earlier was finding that Pluto in retrograde has unearthed every possible secret that we didn't even know, which usually it does in our government, in probably your own personal lives and families. But just to see a lot of that play on stage where we see Clarence Thomas got called to the carpet for, um, his relationship with the billionaire and buying his mom's house and like putting his nephew, his grand nephew or something. Um, And then justice Roberts wife who like made $10 million, even justice uh, Thomas's wife, you know, yes, girl, we know you was a part of it. 
Um, and then you have my favorite, George Santos, who should have never, the epitome of, you know what? I need a place to live. I need some good health insurance. I don't know shit about politics, but I'm gonna scam you motherfuckers into office. And lo and behold, he did. And the craziest part is this man has not one, not five, y'all, not 10, 13 motherfucking felony counts. 13. I just the looked Baker's up his birthday. What the hell? Who Do you know, does this? Guess but George Santos' sign. But he still has his job, which is crazy because imagine you going to your job and you committing a felony. You can't even get a job if you have a felony. So Sonic is turning down your application, but you get to work for the government. Do you know um, George Santos's sign? I just looked it up. He's a Scorpio. No, he is a Cancer Leo cusp. Of July 22nd. Messy. Messy, Messy. <laughs> just like Clarence Thomas. You water sign men, fuck you. Um, no offense to our guests. <laughs> I love you. He don't count. He don't count. He a little no. more earthy than the rest of us. I really think he is. <laughs> he just understands his feelings. That's that's my friend. Um, <laughs> but um, we also can thank Miss E. Jean Carroll. Okay, I want to thank you. You lovely, beautiful Sagittarius born in what? Detroit, Michigan. Yes, she was. Yes. That's what okay. I'm talking about. Because we rep Detroit all day up on this. This this R, okay? This mm-hmm. 313. So anyway, E.G. Carol, girl, catch that check. Five million, million dollars. And keep suing that motherfucker every yeah. time he says something. She it. might get to sue him again. <laughs> Listen, get your grandkids, your grandkids, grandkids set up from his dumb ass do as much as you will ma'am um in addition to that he got caught with giuliani selling pardons for two million i mean y'all do you realize the things that these people are doing in the jobs that they're paying for and i know i couldn't get away with that in my job this is just no you are not and it's been that has been a nice just a smorgasbord of of um, exposed criminality. It's like, it doesn't, I don't want to say it feels good because it doesn't like most of these men still have their job. Like Clarence Thomas still has his job. Donald Trump has a 50% chance of being the next president. Like, you know what I mean? And so it doesn't feel good, but it also does feel a little bit vindicating like okay yeah now Listen, it's on the w- record w- what is it a win is a win yeah a win is a win <laughs> um so i do want to say that we all know that um that random state that's in the south that's hanging off the end that nobody like ever wants to go to now um and is run by a fascist um satan um person because i'm gonna call him that um the amount of human law violations this man has imposed on the residents of his state is the ultimate uh, fuckery, like to pass an immigration bill and knowing that 65% of your workforce for all the things that, oh, they're, you know, it's the, 
they're taking our jobs. I don't see you going out there, uh, Mark. I don't see Joe. I don't see you out there pouring concrete, laying tile. I don't see you landscaping and shit, but you worried Picking about somebody oranges else. for $4 an hour. I don't think you're doing that. Like they really taking y'all's jobs really. And now to see that, and then to see him pass, of course, because we all care about everybody's private parts. Cause that's, we're just going to make rules about everybody's private parts, whether they be reproductive or not making all of these anti-trans laws. Um, it's just, it's literally turning into exactly, I'm sure what they wanted to, like a very right wing Christian, whatever that means, um, mentality and to make sure that kids learn, uh, nothing other than the white race is amazing. Um, because we take away all of our diversity and inclusion conversations in college, in college, you're an adult in college. You're not even a kid. You're an adult. You need to realize that the real world is not that, um, is homogenous the word all one. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the real world mm -hmm. doesn't exist like that. There is so many nuances to the human body, to the human brain, to the human sexuality, to human gender, to regulate of everything. And it's just like, we just making rules because we, <sighs> it's messy. It's messy. It is. I have um, found bright spots in the messiness, but what are you going to say? No, no, no. Go for it. You got bright okay, spots. So the there. bright spot though, in Florida, Jacksonville, we love you. Vote in a democratic mayor. Yes. Donna Deegan. Thank you. We see you girl. Thank you for making that happen. Jacksonville. It is a start in the right direction. Coral, um, we thank you personally. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Coral, our third and always a part of like, be right there in it, fighting the good fight for us. That's right. Um, Oregon is not playing with their Republican senators anymore. They have created a bar because all of these senators were trying to hold up all of these bills and creating filibusters and everything. And so for all of these unexcused, all of the, they have 10 unexcused intentional absences they cannot run for their seat again next year that is the, right and I was like you so you would rather not and and for me it's like if I went to my job and I said man fuck it I'm not coming in for 10 days I'm not calling out sick and I don't have it I don't have a job my job's not gonna hold that seat for me so what makes you think that you should be above reproach when you just don't show up to do the job that your constituents hired you to do that part and see that's the thing that's wild too is like with that that disparity between what our elected officials are allowed to do and like what we as individuals who work for corporations are allowed to do because like number one I, neither of us is allowed to do that at our job just not show up and number two at my job I'm only responsible for me and I'm still not allowed to do that. When you're a fucking elected official, you're responsible for a whole population of people and like representing their interests. And you still think you could just no call, no show. Like, fuck you. Because you don't like what's happening and you don't want to work with the other people across the aisle. So you just stand and like, and you're just throwing a tantrum. It's just like throwing a tantrum. It really yeah. is. And mm -hmm. that's so weird. And then we are going to shout out these two lovely senators from Nebraska, um, <clears throat> Michaela Cavanaugh, a Capricorn, and Megan Hunt, a Taurus, uh, who are standing for... <laughs> so, so They're never the going to stop. <laughs> Nebraska, they got time. 
Um, <laughs> they have been standing up for the anti-gender affirm the gender um, anti-gender affirming care. And Megan Hunt actually has a trans son, um, and so. I appreciate watching these women stand their ground, stand up for their constituents as they are, and just be honest with these people. And a lot of times, I feel like a lot of the pushback, there's no real argument. It's just like, well, I mean, this, you know, we'll use the Bible or we'll be like, well, I, and no real explanation or conversation about the nuances of all those things that are now being legislated against because it makes somebody else uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. nobody's getting brainwashed into turning trans nobody's getting brainwashed into being a drag queen i hate to tell you people because when you woke up and you were straight every day nobody brainwashed you into doing that that's just how you are so get over it we have so many other things speaking of other things we are moving into gemini season hey <laughs> and it's gonna be a cute one cute because gemini's cute gemini's like the pre-game pre-game to to summer season, which we know cancers, they be sorting it. Summer, we're not there yet, Cassie. We almost there, girl. I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna revel in Gemini we know. season this we year. We go revel. We go celebrate. Um, but we love Gemini season for its mutable, fickle energy. Um, if you want to catch a butterfly, try catching a Gemini. <laughs> Your odds are the same. <laughs> <laughs> not. <Whoa>. Um, <laughs> So we actually, uh, as we talked about last episode, our new moons are later at the end of the previous season, beginning the next season. So we did have the new moon in Taurus yesterday. So our new moon in Gemini will not come until like, I think the 18th of June. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But today we did have Mars move in Leo. So Mm -hmm. that's spicy. I'm here for that spicy six of wands energy. Um, and I, as an air sign, Aquarius, I get along with Gemini's. I like them. Um, they're good friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, great conversationalists know a lot about a little <laughs> or a little about a lot. Yeah. Right. A little about a lot. Both probably. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. They've got, we've got, um, so yeah, we, as Tanae mentioned earlier, we've we've got no planets except for Pluto in retrograde. And we can expect Pluto in retrograde to keep unearthing terrible secrets about all of our government lawmakers and, and big systems. And I'm here for that. Let's and Gemini it revels in chaos too. So that I, I expect to have some more enjoyable, fun nuggets of news come out this season. Um, and then we don't really don't have any astrological action from the 21st so Mm -hmm. tomorrow when the sun moves into gemini until the full moon in sag on june 3rd so that couple of week period i think is going to be really nice it's a good time to um you i i I feel like people are going to feel more energetic you know tour season it was a lot the eclipses mercury retrograde all of it like it was kind of heavy so we're feeling like we're shedding some of that and then we're, we're moving forward full steam ahead. Um, and then Mercury finally moves into one of its home signs of Gemini on June 11th. So that's super cute too. Adds a little more spice, feel a little more social and extroverted maybe than you usually <laughs> would. Um, but that same day, Pluto treks 
all the way backwards into Capricorn again. So um, another thing which we haven't talked about and could be very consequential this um, this Gemini season is the debt ceiling and um, the possibility that our you know U.S. government's going to default on its debt, and uh, that will be chaotic if it happens. That would be in line uh, with. <laughs> okay, but again, if you or I were to default, we would be in some trouble. I. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Again, I think that all of this unearthing is necessary because we have been since our first timeline jump in March of 2020. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. have just experienced an entire shift of everything that we thought was actually real and happening. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. And we've seen what people are willing to do, how far they're willing to go, what happens to some people when they're isolated, like what, and I saw, I posted something to my personal social and I don't remember who it was a tweet, but somebody said like, we normalized over a million people dying in this country over three years. Like that's, what's going to happen with climate change. They're just going to, you know, there's going to be tornadoes and floods and they're just going to expect you to keep showing up, coming to work. A hundred people dead here, a thousand people here, you know, and it's just going to like the machines aren't going to stop this. It's going to be up to people individually to be like, no, we're not. No, we can't we do this to anymore. We care more about us than they care about them. <laughs> That's really. And, you know, it is the age of Aquarius. And as we have continued to say, it is all of us or none of us. So either, you know, if, if you're willing to poke the boat, poke a hole in our entire boat, I mean, Godspeed for you. I got a life raft, but like, yeah, I'm over here with a patch trying to, yeah, like just there's just, but I'm excited to bring on our new, our two guests today. Um, We are ringing in Gemini season. Once we bring them on, we'll tell you our topic. Uh, you want to introduce our first guest, Miss Kelsey? Sure. Our first guest is returning to the show. We read his chart last year. Um, he's a writer. He's a documentary filmmaker. Uh, he is excellent at trivia games. And his name is Austin. He's a Gemini with a Taurus moon and a Libra rising. Very uh, magnetic combination there <laughs> welcome back austin hey how's it going it's nice to be back great magnetic oh yeah, yeah magnetic cool. but also a child still laughing about the phrase poke the boat <laughs> and our next guest we are bringing on he is a multi-talented uh musician as well as if you need any kind of legal work as far as uh, knowing where to notarize and how to make it happen, this is your man. Welcome, Nick, to the show. Nick is a Pisces sun, Capricorn moon, Cancer rising. Hello. Hello, hello. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm looking so professional. Hi, how are you doing? All right. <laughs> All right, guys. So for... Gemini season, Cassie and I decided the theme and topic would be versatility. And our definition is as follows. 
The state or character of being changeable or fickle, the faculty of easily turning one's mind to new tasks or subjects, facility in taking up various pursuits or lines of thought or action. A lot going on. A lot. (laughs) But I'm gonna ask one of our favorite questions. Um, Let's start here. What is your relationship to time and time management? You two two Geminis, you should really just address one. Otherwise, we'll both be really polite and this then the show will be over. (laughs) Okay, Austin, Austin, since you spoke first, you got to go. (laughs) All right. Um, Time management has historically been a bit of a struggle for me. I am easily distractible. The the know a lot about a little or a little about a lot both apply. I tried to clean my home last night and got distracted arranging toys on top of a kitchen cupboard and then found a plumbing leak. That's a normal night. Somehow I got three things done while not getting the one thing done. Uh, But fortunately, when you live a life of chaos, as you guys mentioned earlier, um, you know, the world smacks you around a little bit and uh, with the deadlines and the, you know, things you agreed to. So you figure out just, I've I've worked very hard on uh, figuring out how to focus a bit better and get the not my grandpa always said do the hard stuff first and i went yeah but i'll probably just be over here with fireworks but eventually i came around and now try to do those unpleasant things first so the pleasant things come after and are more fun it's still like a 70 30 guess but it's uh it's been just mostly training for me all right nick respect um I think I'm a little similar, but different in I procrastinate a lot. Um, and so if there's no pressure for me, uh, I'm not doing it. I, I, need, I need to feel that like, you know, the fight or flight instinct, you know, kick in. And um, But I do think uh, the one thing that kind of impacted me, impacted me during, like when I was a child was my mom um, was always late. She like would never get us to school on time. Uh, and so, and not like in a, she would, um, oh, she just was awful with this. So like, she didn't have any like sense of time. And so it made me never want to be late to things, but then compounded with the fact that like, I'm only driven by like the pressure of a deadline. Um, and so means, you know, this is how I am. So I get things done, but I usually wait to the last like minute to do it. Rushing through the door as the bell rings, just like <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Today, I'm curious about def- your answer to this question. <sighs> so, I actually have a pretty good relationship with time and time management. Um, I think it's a lot of the reason is because it's the one thing I do have control over. Um, I don't like being late. Um, I feel like it's disrespectful of other people's time to be late. Um, personally, if you say, Hey, we're going to be here at this time, I'm probably there a couple minutes early. Most of the time, there are times I'm like, girl, I get there when I get there. But, um, and then time management, I am fairly good, but I'm a list person. So it's like, you know, if I have to get this done in the days I have to write down, like, I need to get these things done. Um, but I, I'm not so strict on time, but I'm pretty scheduled. Sure. Sure. Yeah. What about you? Um, I, you know, 
I, I see myself in, in all of your answers a little bit. Like Nick, I really resonate with like not doing things unless there's a deadline. And also I know you're a writer too. And like, I have struggled through my whole writing life of trying to finish a project. If there is no impetus to do so, like if nobody is paying me or no, nobody is depending on me to finish it, the odds of me finishing it are like 12%. Like if you truly look at, and that's probably me being generous, you know, but it's definitely around about 10. Um, I do think it's something I've gotten better. And I'm also very easily distracted when I'm doing tasks. Like I'm also one who will embark on a cleaning project, decide to sort through photos, make a scrapbook, and then nothing gets clean. Um, But I will say all of that stuff has improved since I've had kids, which is weird, but not because they consume so much of my life that I have to carve out these like tiny bits of space around their schedules. And they're so terrible if you don't keep them on a schedule (laughs) that like it forces me to be on a schedule and it make it's made me feel that my time is very precious. So I'm more likely to do shit in the time that I have, um, and I, you know, it's like, I don't think, oh, I should have had kids 10 years or no, that's not, <laughs> but, but it's like, it's a happy side effect, I guess, of having kids. It's like, uh, they kind of forced me to keep on schedule a little bit. Cause we know they're not. No. So basically not. your children are your deadlines. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. They're both my deadlines and the, the, dictators demanding (laughs) that things get done so um yeah uh okay here's a a a related question but but also a different kind of aspect of the versatility and the changeableness and all of that is what what are your feelings about commitments Nick, we can switch it up. You can go first. Okay. Um, I think for me, in my commitments, I am um, loyal to it, like almost to a fault. Uh, if I say I'm going to do something like, re- like in a personal relationship wise, I'm going to do it. Um, I think that breaks down though with the time management piece of it because Again, if I'm not feeling like there's a pressure to actually do something or there's a reason why we're doing something, you know, that could fall through. But um, I think mostly though, like, I, like if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do something. Uh, and that's just how I expect like other people in my life to also treat their commitments. Cause otherwise, what are we doing? You know, <laughs> like, what, what are we doing here? You know? And so, um, yeah. Okay. Interesting. For me, I will honor the commitment no matter what, because I'm stubborn and I kind of echo what you all have said, like, like what he just said, like, if you're not, if you're making commitment, not sticking to it, what are we even doing? The level I will bitch about it to myself or loved ones. If I am not, if I said yes, and I didn't really want to do it. And then all that time and where I could be working on it, helping, making my life easier. Now I'll probably just sit around and play records and when somebody says what are you doing i gotta do this fucking thing tomorrow and i don't i don't even know why i said yes um it has certainly helped me learn how to say no more in life which is only a recent skill that i have figured out because if you come to me with an exciting idea or even something just like oh it would be really nice if i agreed to go do your thing 
yeah, I'll, I'll be there. And then, you know, pray for like, maybe the car could break down. Like you, you pray for something you don't want to pay for, but also like, God, it would be sweet to be out of this. I've, yeah, it, it's analyzing that has certainly helped me go, no, I don't, I don't, uh, no, I'm, I'm good right now. And also not making an excuse or explaining why either the real odd thing, the real reason which might hurt someone's feelings going, no, nah, man, your girlfriend sucks. I hate spending time with her a lot. Or uh, just like, I agree to this and I don't want to do it at all. I know I, I will just say, no, I'm, I've, I've got other plans. And they say, what are they plans? I go, well, and then I'll remember that I'm an adult and I don't have to say shit. And I'm like, nah, I've got plans. See you at the next commitment. I don't want to go to. Um, I am very selective about my commitments um because i like downtime man i like to relax i like to chill um uh, it's easier now that i have kids because i nobody asks for an excuse when you have two children why you can't do something bitch i have babies to raise like don't ask me about what i have to do it's very boring and it sucks and it also has to be done um but even well before i i had like i never had a lot of boyfriends i liked i liked i liked my freedom you know i really did i like to be able to decide what i wanted to do i'm always one who's uh or historically i'm one who's game for something last minute like i'm the person who if you hit me up and you get me in the right mood and like right now we're going to a weird festival an hour away are you in i'm highly liable to say yes to that if you say hey we want to go to a weird festival in a month I'm gonna be like, nah, I'm not doing that. Like, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't like to be, I don't, I don't like a lot of extra. That's what I'm at. <laughs> Today, what about you? <laughs> um, I'm pretty much like right there where you are as everybody that knows me, like no is a complete sentence in my vocabulary. And if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. Um, and I'm also the type of person if I'm going to commit to, my, to something like I'm wholeheartedly committing to it. And so if I can't do that, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to give you that. You don't deserve that. And I don't deserve to just waste my time. Um, but it is definitely a, I think I'm not the same and like last minute, if I'm already comfortable, mm, probably not. Um, I might be just the opposite. If you tell me a month in advance and I'm like, okay, maybe that's cool. Like right now I have a friend planning a trip for like October and I'm like, okay, we, we can do that. You know, like I'll commit to that. But uh, last minute I'm it, you really, I would say catch me like I haven't winded down for the day and I want to be social, but normally I'm like also with you, like I was raised as an only child. So I am a lot more independent and selfish as committing to other things and people. Um, and so it's, and I really only want to commit to something that I know I can like follow through on. I don't really like not holding to my word. Um, that's just my own personal thing but the, I have learned that with time trust me it was not easy I think as I got older I was like 
like you said, I'm a doll. I don't tell. I don't tell you why, because I don't want to. I would see, but see, Austin, I'm not even gonna lie. I would probably be like, your girlfriend sucks, and I'm just not trying to do that. But that's me. <laughs> I will get you out of future commitments. Nick, like Nick they will invite you they, less if you just Nick be like, no, man, your house laugh. reeks. Oh no, Nikki and Cassie laugh, but they know I would be the first one to be like, mm mm. <laughs> that that energy over there is just not vibing with me and so I'm out um because I am quick to be like absolutely not like, <laughs> I am a gay black woman in America I have the right to say no to every fucking thing for the rest <laughs> of my life I refuse to make anybody else comfortable and I will not not applaud mediocrity anymore okay <laughs> um, next question okay so um what I like about the the word versatility is it it reminds me also of like adaptability and just the ability to not be stuck in one way. And so I want to know how are y'all in a crisis? I've been reading a lot about ADHD and it says, oh, people thrive really well in chaos. They do a great job. And like, I do live a life of chaos. I, I understand that. I don't know in crisis how I am. I think I'm pretty good because I work pretty well fueled by terror. Like that's a pretty good, it's whether it's waiting the last minute to turn a paper in, in college or something's on fire right now. Like I think it works pretty well, but I also, <laughs> I also can remember every time been like, Holy shit, what are we going to do? And I don't know <laughs> what the ratio is to that. I think, I think that I handle it better than I do, but I can also remember the worst examples because that's a cool file keeping system my brain has. <laughs> um, but I think it's, I think because I am the last minute, I've always been the last minute guy, like the last minute paper guy, my high school journalism teacher always talked about, he apparently told classes forever. He's like, there's only one person I know who can turn in something at the last minute and it's good. He graduated 10 years ago. I'm like, All right, Mr. Fonder, right on, <laughs> shout out. Uh, I had to get good at it because that's how I was going to do it no matter what. So I could either do it and suck or I could do it and try to make it work. And with writing and, and certain other things, I have like a combination of abilities and training to do that. Now, if you had me paint a house at the last minute, just burn the house down. Like you don't want my help <laughs> on that at all. <laughs> Not hire somebody else, burn the house down. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's a, that's an immediate no. That's a not a well. You have many options. Just like no, burn it down. You're clearly bad at owning a house if you thought I was qualified to paint it in a day. <sighs> For me, uh, I, I think I'm similar. I thrive in it. Uh, I love chaos. I love um, in a crisis. Like it's easier for me to see what needs to happen and like um, kind of get that thing to happen next. You know. Uh, Funny story, I got a speeding ticket recently um, and I don't know what it was, but it, I think it was the adrenaline mostly that just kind of helped me get through it and was like, and I, um, I'm not advocating for this, but I was after a single de Mayo weekend. So <laughs> there may have been one or two beverages had uh, and you know- it was Allegedly. 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 They can't prove it. <laughs> no, no, uh, absolutely not. It, it may or may not have happened. But, um, <laughs> it, you know, it, I got out of it surprisingly. And I, and I think um, it kind of just hit me that night, like, I'm going to be all right. Because I could, I could, if you can survive through chaos, you can, you can make it through anything. Truth. So I don't know if that I'm, helps with potential chaos, though. That's well, why here's been the, the rub on that. So 
Um, both of you mentioned the term chaos and I said crisis and I don't necessarily think a crisis is chaotic. Um, I think a crisis can be intense. I think it can be like an immediate, um, but I don't necessarily think it's always chaotic. Um, but maybe because I guess I live through a lot of crises that it just seems normal to me, um, which is probably something I should talk to my therapist about. But um, I, I thrive in a crisis situation um, because I am so calm and chill, like intensely calm and chill when it comes to that. I'm probably not an irregular, but when it comes to a crisis situation, I am calm and I'm like, okay, so what needs to be done? What can be done? How, where am I best served? How do we help? Um, something like that. Um, I'm not a fan of chaos. It just, it, it gets my nerves. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I can't do it. It makes me, makes me crazy. Um, like, and even just chaos around me, like my room or like a kitchen or something like that. Like those things are just overwhelming but give me a crisis i'll solve it for you yeah I'll see the way my kitchen table looks right now would probably <laughs> probably a i to already you. could tell there is stacks of magazines that you haven't even read on that table that's the bathroom where i rotate them every month my mom gives me the magazines i put them there i say i'll read them and the next month i go shit a lot of magazines throw recycle the old ones put the new ones on there and that's what's been happening for years sorry the week so many so many women's days unread no Nine it's the week and women's good <laughs> housekeeping. Some news or good something housekeeping. good housekeeping good well do you have a special table issue <laughs> <laughs> readers um, i um i do well in a crisis i think because um i operate at a heightened emotional state in normal times and a crisis is a time when it's appropriate to have a heightened emotional state and i'm able to like it's weird it's like my emotions and the level of crisis around me have like an inverse relationship like if things are very calm around me i am like really moody or hard to predict or i'm way up here or down here but like if some you know somebody's uh got a bone sticking out of their arm like then i'm like okay we're gonna call 911 i'm gonna help you breathe like and i don't know what that is it, um i'm with you today where like chaos is tough for me um and as i've gotten older i'm very much an everything in its place and a place for everything type of person because like it's too much for me um but the you know i don't crave a crisis like i'm not one of those people who's trying to find people's drama to solve or something like that like nah i really i like it to be chill but if it's gonna be intense or something's gonna happen like i'm probably a, a pretty good person to be in the room for that you know like i can handle a lot of emotional people and you know we did it girl. like nick you had something really good too like you when when a crisis is going on you can easily see what needs to happen and what needs to happen next. And that's so hard in day-to-day -day life sometimes because there's like a shitload of things that could or should be happening and it's hard to like focus on what needs to be done. Right. Um, 
So I'm kind of with you on that where I like, I like a clear directive as far like, okay, this is the thing that needs to be tended to like, let's deal with that first, you know? That's interesting. Yeah, I would take a little intensity over a long list. Yeah. And a little intensity. I was like, I can see, okay, I know what the next step is. I don't know what the next three are, but I know what the next step is. And then you can know from each one. Whereas a mm-hmm. long list is. <laughs> Just go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but there's Put, no, scroll that on the bottom of the list. Oop, one done. At some point, <laughs> at some point, the list will not be there anymore. It's so, like, no. You know, I've heard that my whole life. And all I do is have a pile of half done lists, including groceries. Maybe you should just, if you complete one list, they wouldn't be half done. Or take all the lists together. So much. Have you and my mom been talking? Like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, we love y'all mama here. This is a mom. We we stand the moms here at the chat line. Everybody mom. She's earned it. (laughs) oh that's funny um okay so 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 many interesting questions all right so here's one again going back to our our original topic of versatility um and thinking especially about gemini's because even though nick you're a, a, a pisces but also a mutable sign so versatility high on the list of you know characteristics that probably apply to you too but definitely Geminis are our social butterflies of the Zodiac. And um, they're often known for being able to fit into any situation. Um, so I'm curious, what is the craziest social situation that you've ever found yourself having a really good time in? Oh. <laughs> Cutting open a corpse kind of social situation? Yes, if there are other people there. There were most of them alive. Uh, I had a job, so I got I got done with college and thought that English degree would really be kind of people would be knocking down my door for jobs, and that was not the case. So one day, my I got in a band with his girlfriend's like, oh, I can get you. I do organ and tissue removal, so you could do that if you wanted. I'm like, oh, intriguing. Also, my schedule has been pretty flipping open for a while. So yeah, let's go do that. Uh, and then just got that job. Like I was on the lowest rung where they're like this will be the hardest for you to screw up I'm like cool i'll probably screw it up two minutes to step in uh but all of a sudden yeah i went from like why can't i get a job at this graphic design place to like i won't be too graphic because sometimes this stuff gets intense i find it entertaining but just doing big slices on things or like holding a human heart while watching seinfeld and stopping for a moment going man for a guy with no life plan you're pretty rad most of the time. Like, I don't really know how you do it. The sucky part really sucks. And it's also your fault. But this is, I don't know how you keep doing this, but you keep landing. Uh, so, yeah, holding a human heart watching Seinfeld in the basement of a funeral home. I hope you're really happy I went first, Nick. I mean, no, I am. we are going to keep this. This is at, at any point. This is the best story we've heard so far on the Zodiac chat line. <laughs> so thank you. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That Myth. is peak um, Gemini-ing right there. Well, definitely nothing as crazy <laughs> as that. <laughs> you don't have a human organ story for us, Nick? I, I don't. On. I don't say that I, I can recall one. No. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I think for me, um, a moment that sticked out uh, in my life was when 
I got the opportunity to go to um, like a private box in uh, as, uh, the basketball stadium here in Phoenix. Um, and it's such outside of my norm because the people that I was there with uh, definitely were not in the circles that I grew up in or, you know, were accustomed to or acquainted with. And so uh, it was definitely, but it was easy for me to like, blend in with, you know, in, into the scene that I was in and the people that I was with and it felt almost natural. Um, and, you know, kind of surprised myself a little bit because, you know, I, I'm, I'm, that's crazy to be in like, I mean, it's not crazy if you have enough money, but for somebody who didn't grow up having enough money, <laughs> uh, it was, you know, a, a crazy experience to just be with these people and then see the basketball players running through. And so, uh, yeah, so that would, that would be <laughs> my answer. Fancy. I like that it. is. Um, uh, okay. what do you say? <laughs> you know what's funny is that um Today's oddly never enough, been in a social situation. It's not it's You not always crazy. said no. <laughs> I really did. Your I mean, girlfriend <laughs> sucks. No. <laughs> I have said that before and I don't <laughs> um <laughs> I might joke, but I ain't gonna tell. Okay. Um, I have oddly enough fit into a lot of different type of social situations. And I think that's just because I choose to be comfortable in them, even though from the outside looking in, most people are like, but I will say this, the most recent situation was I was at a bachelorette party last weekend and it was, we went to see a male review uh but i forgot you guys were doing that (laughs) so i mean i fit in and i enjoyed myself but it was (laughs) it was not something that i would personally put myself in a social situation but um i just relaxed and had fun and i knew it was temporary um and in addition to that the next night so this entire weekend was basically completely out of my comfort zone um the next night we did a pole dancing class Uh, i will pay for that video (laughs) and i will help contribute to the (laughs) case i am sure i will uh i'm going to i will see this video sooner than later but yeah we were um it was interesting. Needless to say, I fit in how I could fit in, but um, yeah, those would be mine. Cassie? Nothing says Patreon bonus more than that video. Like, that is That's how you real. kick off the Patreon. That's how we get a subscription service started. Oh my gosh. That it was true. I mean, it was wild because we all had to, like, buy like, panties and... <laughs> Okay, Can't that work. is not my no. that is not my swag either. There's not a panty up in here. That belongs to me. But again, I just decided, and I got some cute little pair because I'm like, if I were to ever put on a pair of panties, which kind would I wear? Um, and so we all had on our own little pair of panties on top of the our leggings, and we were just doing the little dance and spinning around the pole. It is hard work, and ladies, I commend you, girls. Get up on that pole because I couldn't do it. We love the strippers. Let's get a round of applause for the strippers. Clap them cheeks. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Make it happen, child. Clack the heels. Whatever. (laughs) How come you need special underwear for the pole? Well, because 
well not for the pole the whole thing was to teach us like a strip tease dance using the underwear as like the teasing part ah uh, gotcha uh, can't yeah. tease in boxer briefs i Apparently mean not. i do very well teasing in boxer brief but i'm just saying for the other people in the room i was the minority so you we could have taught them some shit hey oh <laughs> Look at Austin. Damn, you is, you is. Go ahead with your Gemini. He's like, hang on the chaos. <laughs> no, I want to hear the answer to Nick's question. Were you in heels? Oh, yes. Okay, me? Absolutely not. Do y'all see these videos? No, 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 no. I decided to go barefoot because it was either my okay. all-time Adidas. No, Nick, I would have broken every bone in my body. And no, so my much ankles money. aren't even, I couldn't, so no, sir. Huh? I would pay so much money to see it, though. <laughs> okay, I will tell you. At some, I might. Sometimes, like I feel frisky, and I'm like, oh, let's do it. But so, do it, you it, have a pair in your closet? Absolutely you not. I have not. Ever I've, I don't think I've ever purchased a woman's pair of shoes in over twenty years, and that's not an exaggeration. Oh. But well, you know what? If you find some cute heels, I'll send you a link. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Foot foot picks will do well on the Patreon too. I've also throw that out there. Listen, the way this debt ceiling's coming up, I might want to put the Sex work is recession proof. All right. But um, <laughs> what about you, Cassie? So um I think the 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 instance that sticks out the strongest to me is um I you know worked for the the Democratic Party in a state that I lived in and attended their Jefferson Jackson dinner, which is an annual dinner for big donors and politicians and schlubs who knock doors like me. And um, I got blackout drunk because I was vegetarian at the time. They did not serve a vegetarian option. So I drank my dinner and I cried and hugged um the late congressman john lewis and don't remember it somebody else told me about it later because again i was blacked out and had like five gin drinks so i don't know how well i fit in in that social situation but i was in fact there uh there are photos of me at it um but i you know I like most people. I always find people to be interesting. So I can usually like just ask someone some questions and then get into a conversation. I'm also one of those people that like other people find, you know, like lonely people who want to talk to someone, they find me and I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll chat. So So there's pictures of you at this event. Patreon bonus number. What are we on? Austin is like content, content. Yeah, you want to merch your own stripper underwear, both uncomfortable and comfortable version. High heels you can either wear or duct tape to your feet. This is right in itself. I want to see the picture of you hugging the late senator. Um, yeah, let's. I, I actually think I could. I could probably find that on Facebook. Still, give me. Give me a, a few days. I'll get that over to you. All <laughs> right. Bad. So uh, let's. I'm gonna. We're gonna bring this last question in for you guys. All right. So 
it is a common term to describe Gemini's as jack of all trades, master of none. So my question to you is, are there any areas that you have mastered? I mean, if the social thing counts, like I realize I am at a point in my life because I've always been, I've always been able to bounce from kind of scene to scene unless people, you know, really, really sucked. Like, usually really rich people or people who are super into sports and nothing else. I don't can't, I have, I have a hard time functioning those, but I've usually bounced around quite a bit. I am now at a position now where I could be like, I don't want to talk to anyone right now at all. Well, cool. Walk through that door and go schmooze with 40 people. All right. And I can do it. I don't even have my brain fully on. Yeah. Ask nice. how their kids are. No offense. Cassie, your kids are lovely, <laughs> but you just, you there's could, some basic things that, that I can do without thinking. No, they are lovely. I saw that video with you and your daughter a couple of days ago. Adorable. <laughs> anyway, uh, I can do that without fully having my brain engaged and without having that be a danger because the lack of brain engagement can be dangerous in some ways. But I can I can do that. Now, do I, is that a skill I necessarily wanted? I mean, it's useful. Yeah. Would I be more stoked if I was, you know, had three novels or a movie in the works right now? Well, yeah. But I, the social thing is not, hard for me like it's I because I can usually find something interesting in people kind of like you were saying earlier guys like there's usually especially if people start getting a little bit real I'm good and not like tell me about the most traumatic incident in your life but just like what do you what are you passionate about what do you love I'm legitimately interested in that most of the time you Mm -hmm. are very lucky to have mastered social because there are a lot of people who it is very uncomfortable and that's and I totally understand yeah I I totally understand and I I do feel lucky about it yeah but it's just like well I don't know. No, I actually don't take it back. No, I really do like that. Skill. I, I am glad I have that skill. Something my dad kind of incorporated in me by just talking to everyone for 20 minutes after church got done <laughs> or at a random gas station in Groton, South Dakota, or a number of other situations. Well, where are you from? The car is running. Yeah. We're going to have to stop at Ipswich now where you're going to meet another farmer to talk to. <laughs> So I am glad you're right. I I am great. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, for me, I think I, you can't necessarily master this. I mean, you can be really good at it, but music is probably my skill uh, that I've been blessed with. Uh, I started playing drums when I was three uh, and haven't stopped since. As you can see, there's one behind <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, you know, so I think music has always kind of been in my blood. Um, and it's been something that I've I've uh, been really good at and, and, you know, able to pursue. And so I'm still working on mastering it, but I think it's a, definitely a skill that like I, I've, um, uh, you know, come to be really good at. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> um, Thinking about Patreon, aren't you? You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) you learn fast (laughs) okay (laughs) um (laughs) you know i this is probably i uh i think i would say maybe i've mastered the art of independence (laughs) because i um that or um with a combination of being a really good friend um i think Mm. i'm a very uh good friend so i think i've mastered the art of like friendship and independence which is sometimes 
difficult to navigate because you have to be around people <laughs> to have friends, but you can still be independent. Yes, Austin, I love being by myself. I do. Okay? <laughs> Just, I don't need to do nothing else but stay in this pretty bubble. Uh, but yeah, this I is think a shocking revelation as a longtime <laughs> fan of the show. <laughs> um, but I definitely think I've I've mastered the art of friendship and 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 it's something that I'm really uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I'm really just trying to expand my community and my circle and really find friends who uh, we have something in common, but are just different. And I really like building connections like that, you know? Oh, yeah. Man, this is tough. <laughs> like, I don't exactly know how to frame what I'm thinking. Um mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I know I've put forth my Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours as a writer, but I would never say that I've mastered that. I don't think anybody who like writes would ever say that because you just realize there's so many better writers out there than what you are. And like, that's fine. You know, that's fine. Whatever. And like, um, but I think, I think what I have, gotten like just extremely good at and comfortable with is um like organizing and processing information like I'm at at my jobs I'm often called upon to do that like digest a lot of dense information and relay it to other people and I've been doing that for a long time in this field and um and I'm good at that. And I'm, I'm good at finding the information I need. Like I'm really good at searching information and doing research and, um, and then putting that together in a way that makes it intuitive for the next person and like shortens the pathway between your question and the answer. Um, so I would say that, um, and yeah, man, the other stuff, it's like, I don't know, the older I get, the more I know, I, the more I realize I don't know stuff mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. So it's aging is weird because you thought you'd be better at shit. And then you're like, nah, now I'm just like almost 40 and I'm still a dumbass. So like, no, but it's kind of a nice place to be because then you still find joy in learning new things. And I like, I love to read and, and find out new stuff and talk to people and, you know, whatever. And um, yes, but I try not to like down, I, I don't know. I try not to, to uh, downplay the abilities I have gained, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. that, I don't know, there's, there's a lot more out there that I'm eager to learn about. So I say we are always lifelong learners because you never know who or what you will learn that will just bring some enlightenment to your little world and expand your horizons. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like we all, you know, before Google, we had to you know, either Encyclopedia Britannica or <laughs> card catalog. Yeah, like going the Dewey Decimal System, actually going into a library. But, right? um, gentlemen, we appreciate the time on a Saturday night. We appreciate you. We appreciate you for coming on the show, talking to us about your versatility. Gemini season. Austin, happy early birthday. Let the people know what you're doing, where you're about, where they can find you, and why we love you. Well, I'm not sure on that last one, but I assume (laughs) it's my ample pole dancing skills you ask me about offline all the time. Like, spinny, spinny, jump. Like, no, jump, spin, spin. Um, 
Uh, I made a documentary on the greatest rock and roll club in South Dakota that's full of crazy stories and more bands than you can imagine from Aerosmith to Guar and everybody in between. It's called The Pop Room, a rock and roll bar story. You can buy it now on at thepoproom.com. It's P-O-M-P. And I didn't mean to be drinking out of my pop room glass, but I am drinking out of my I'm trying to glass. find my pop room swag because I, oh, here we go. Yeah. That fuzzy koozie that's not like my shitty glass ones that stick to the bottom of the glass and make me yell at my table at 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. Anyway, uh, yeah, so any support for that would be rad. Otherwise, uh, I do have a website, austincouse.com. It's just one image right now saying new website coming 2023. So don't like plan your life around that one. That'll be a couple months because Gemini and chaos and all that stuff. Thank Love you. <laughs> and of course, our soulful. Uh, prodigy drummer over here mr pisces man nick tell the people about you i don't have anything to plug uh but if you want to follow me on instagram <laughs> go ahead <laughs> uh my handle is at papa nicklaus um yeah <laughs> i love it every show we have two guests one has a like a list of points to hit for plug and the other one says I don't really want you to find me. I don't really, you know what? You don't need to, just don't worry about it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really glad you guys continued that trend so much. We're here for it. Thank you guys once again. Enjoy yes, the so show much. from your couch and uh, we will see you next time. We're going to send them away and Cassie and I are going to uh, have a whole fun more conversation with you guys about all the rest of Gemini season and uh, yeah, no. So, yes. What do you want to do? You want to do celebrities? Yeah, let's check in with some Gemini <laughs> celebs. Cool. The non-problematic um, ones of which there are not many you we guys. We had to search, <laughs> y'all. We had to we go fun. through a few pages <laughs> to get to like, some non-problematic <laughs> Them? And you too? Yeah, because you know that lady that said that being called a white supremacist was just like equivalent to being called the N-word is also a Gemini. The Lulu! Hard the, yeah. hard, the Lulu her and the Lulu Donald. They need to get together. Oh. Go on. Um, all right, I'll kick it off. Okay. Now listen. This Gemini celebrity has been killing the game since she was 15 years old because she hit that runway, did that model thing, will let you know that she is and always will be the blueprint. Thank you, Miss Naomi Campbell, for mm, everything mm, that mm -hmm. you have brought to the modeling world, the modeling world for women of color, girl, and just the sleigh all day. Um, yes. Missy Ma'am is a Gemini sun, Sagittarius moon, Capricorn rising. Oh, duh, interesting. right? Interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that is the type of energy it was like, oh, that is not, you're not trying to find out. You, 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 you don't even, don't even try to fuck around, Faye. Just, just don't no. even go there. Cause mm -mm. those three, if you like put it on the wrong side, I don't no. want no bots. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, fantastic. Love her. Um, 
so my first uh, Gemini celeb shout out, uh, you know, was a soundtrack to my adolescence. And I Googled her uh, to see if she's up to anything new. And it seems like she's not. So I hope she's just riding it out in Canada, collecting royalty money. And that's Alanis Morissette. Um, Just fantastic. versatile songstress right like um one thing i think we didn't really talk about with gemini's but it's it's something i appreciate them is they speak very open and frankly review austin just go back and rewind and watch all of austin's responses right and i think she did that in all of her music jagged little pill it all out forever will be a phenomenal album oh yeah for y'all youngsters that wasn't even born because this movie, this, I think what that came out in like 99, maybe no, maybe that's too late, probably maybe. a little earlier than 95, that, like maybe six, 97, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. that like Alanis Morissette and and everybody, all the lyrics, because Gemini's are also we could talk about Kendrick Lamar, who's a poet laureate, but like Gemini's are known for their mercurial all the time, and like Alanis mm-hmm. Morissette's those songs, girl, you know, that one was about um. Dave Coulier, uh, yeah, yes, she put that it's, man all kinds of on blast, and also like really Dave Coulier, but you know whatever they both were from Canada, and yeah. she's the OG Taylor Swift, letting people know like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, good, yeah, oh, I love man, y'all, jagged little pill. Listen, you have to listen to that album because I think she won a Grammy for it. I'm pretty sure that. Oh year. yeah, I'm. That's like in my top 20, I would say for I, sure. Maybe top 10 albums of all time. I'd have to I like really agree. sit down and make I a list, but definitely mm-hmm. hardcore. I mean, them songs plus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to sing it and get sued because Cassie won't let me. <clears throat> um, June 95, Jagged Little Pill. Damn. All right. But that was legit. All you young emo girls, go listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, the next person is uh, a a legend, a living legend, a living sports legend. Um, Her and her sister came on the tennis scene and the world was not ready, okay? And I'm okay with that because she has 49 career titles and she is an Olympic medalist. I think she has like four golds and maybe a silver. Give it up for Miss Venus Williams. The other Williams sister, we love a good athlete of her caliber and the versatility that she's shown from her. I mean, that's the longevity. I mean, they were playing since they were, what, 12 or something? I mean, oh, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a long time. Um, And she is cute little three Gemini sun, Leo moon, Libra rising. Oh, that's super cute. Yeah. I'm like, that's somebody I would hang out with. Yeah. (laughs) That's a fun. We could be friend friends. Yeah. That's super fun. (laughs) Yeah. But we Um, um, love her. Hell yeah. Uh, Man, it's, it's really you know, it's rough out here trying to find some non-problematic Gemini celebrities. So I'm going to throw out, uh, you know, pour one out for the deceased, but still with us through his music, Prince. Um, 
the king of all Geminis, uh, the most versatile. Uh, watch him play a guitar solo and then <laughs> watch the man dance, listen to him sing, like watch him act. Um, and, and like, you know, as you mentioned, mercurial, right? Just can very much switch it up whenever, wherever. And also uh, a, another underappreciated quality about Geminis is they are very much themselves and um, are not trying to fit into any boxes. And Prince is like the original, not not Mr. Doing what I the fuck. changed my name to a symbol just because my label was being like "fuck you." Okay fuck you back and like mm-hmm. writing I am a slave on his I mean like he really stood for his music mm-hmm. and it's like you know I think that he was really I mean he was groundbreaking for so many reasons but like coming out of the 70s when somebody like David Bowie kind of got away with mm. that androgynous vibe but I think it's a lot harder to get away with that and be a person of color and he, and Prince did that. I mean, and he was a straight up sex symbol in those tight pants and blousy shirts. You know what I mean? And like, and he and wasn't you know, gonna fucking change for anybody. And he and, didn't have to because he, he did every have- single woman ever possible that he needed to. And he had a whole movie, Purple Rank. I mean, come on, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like, and you know what's funny that you say that is because we have come very oddly full circle back to uh, people uh, judging the flexibility and the versatility of what masculinity and femininity is presented as. And like you said, David Bowie did the androgyny um, and Prince's was so style, like his style was like just mm-hmm. bar none. And he was so little, but you had him in the little platforms, like I appreciate, and I remember there was, a, I think there was, what was a performance and he turned around and he had cut the booty cheeks out of his chat, his pants or whatever, and the world just clutched their pearls. I was like, thank you, Prince. Yes. Be on it. <laughs> All right. So uh, the final one I have is I am a humongous fan of her. Um, she has been an advocate for trans rights um but she definitely stole my heart on orange is the new black um and she continues to just shine as a beautiful actress we love the one and only laverne cox um this lovely lady is a gemini sun sagittarius moon and leo rising interesting okay another interesting fact she has a twin brother <laughs> who played her in an episode of Orange and the New Black, I believe, like when it was a flashback uh, prior to, and he played her in the in the show, wow. um, which I think is is crazy, right? Like, a yeah. Gemini, yeah, with a twin, right? Fascinating, <laughs> but yeah, like, like fucking hell yeah, Laverne Cox, and just like just being out and being visible being who again Very visible. Being who the fuck you yeah, are exactly unapologetically giving, yeah giving yeah. the rest of the world permission to be it's like very similar to to prince too is like yeah you don't have to be what the fuck 
they mm-hmm. tried to sell you on being like that part. hell yeah mm-hmm. that part um so again hard to find non-problematic gemini celebs so i'm throwing out another deceased one for my last one and this one it was just really uh a kind of fascinating uh discovery to make and that is Anne Frank. Shout out to Anne Frank. Anne Frank's diary was, uh, you know, something that was very influential to me when I read it. Um, but also uh, just fascinating that a Gemini, who they are known for communication, personal communication specifically, um, would become like the most famous diarist <laughs> of all time, you know? And this, we have this fascinating first person account of, a Jewish, you know, person having to try and survive the Holocaust who ultimately obviously did not. Um, and then this, this incredible document survived and, and has been able to live on and influence so many people. And it's just a reminder of how powerful putting a pen to paper mm. can be. Um, so shout out to Anne Frank, a Gemini queen for the ages. We celebrate all of you Gemini's end your season even though i know you get a bad rap because you got some shitty people but for those of you that choose to live in the uh evolved state of gemini as we'll say we appreciate you we celebrate you happy early revolution around the sun yes so what's next cassie we're going to take this question. All right. Let's do the yeah. question. We have a question from email about a big transit that just passed. Ooh, we haven't okay. talked about it yet. We talked about it a little bit on the last show. But so Jupiter just moved into Taurus last week on Monday. And the emailer asks, how does Jupiter's transit into Taurus affect me? I'm a Sag, Aquarius, Sag. Ooh, that's my friend. Hey, girl. Um, I love that. That's a good three. So, um, as we have talked about before, Jupiter is a beautiful planet of luck. And the most interesting thing um, about this person's big three is that Jupiter's home sign is Sagittarius. And they are always lucky in some sort of way, shape, or form. Um, And as I've talked about before, it is really great to know your time of birth because it does let you know your rising sign and how your chart falls out. Um, And the biggest thing for Jupiter in Taurus is to find out where Taurus lies in your chart. Um, So as a Sag rising, Sag Capricorn. It'd be the sixth house, right? Sixth or fifth. So I think Aquarius is this Sag, Cap, Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, Taurus, Six. Of course, you're right. I should always listen to Cassie. Um, sixth house. So that is daily activities um, and work. And that's a really good place for um, Taurus to be in your chart, especially Jupiter transiting there because it's also uh, a sixth house Virgo earth sign ruled house. Um, And so I think what you'll find is that you'll find luck in really um, getting grounded in your daily activities, I think, and um, finding maybe more uh, coins 
in your work life <laughs> with with Taurus there. Um, I mean, Taurus, you know, is normally ruled by the second house and it brings us gifts of value and sometimes material stability. Um, but I think that this will be an amazing transit for everybody, especially you Tauruses, because I know y'all been going with the wit. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but I think um, for this person, Focus on really getting a good uh, structure and groundedness in your daily activities, whatever that looks like uh, for you. Oh, yeah. And I would also say that they may find a a serendipitous or a uh, like um, a happy uh, they may stumble across a, a cause to support. Um, mm. The sixth house is also your house of service and the way you serve others. So, um, you know, be on the lookout for, for the questioner, be on the lookout for ways that you can get involved in um, causes that speak to you and your community. Um, and you may find um, that you really find some joy and, 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 you know, connections that may lead back to some, it's just, Jupiter's influence is happy, expansive, mm-hmm. and lucky. And so for, for that person, you know, those areas of life are going to be particularly lucky. Um, so you're a cancer rising. So this is in your 10th house, 11th. It is the house of friendships, communities, all that fun 11th stuff. House. Okay. Um, which I think for me, I feel good about because I think it's going to bring me better networking opportunities and it'll bless those, like those communities. And I think it's going to help me find like more of my tribe because you know me, like I'm a, a no new friends kind of person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like. <laughs> But I also think it goes back to having Taurus in my 11th house, like my, the friendships that I make, I, I have to make very solid and grounded connections. Like I don't do well with very like flighty or fickle or superficial connections. I just don't keep them for that reason, because they just, for me, they just don't, I, I can't do that. I have to have, you know, maintain some sort of, I mean, you and I have been friends for at this point, almost a decade, right? Over over a decade, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, I think I'm excited, um, to see what this brings for the next year, but I'm more excited for you girl, because (laughs) where is this in your chart? Well, I am a Taurus rising. So this is giving me some first house energy, some me energy. Um, I, and I also have Jupiter in Capricorn in my natal chart. So I tend to do well when Jupiter is in other earth signs. Um, but yeah, so first house rules my physical body and my self-expression. And I, I feel like I'm in a place in my life where I, I'm more, I'm focusing on like getting stronger, like strengthening my physical body and just like feeling better in it. And Taurus is also, a, a just a, a beauty mood, right? Like mm-hmm. feeling good, feeling sensual, feeling pretty. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to reveling in some of that energy and, and trying to let go of some of the like anxiety or, or, you know, we can say uh, women especially are socialized to say really ugly things to ourselves and like worry and nitpick our physical selves. And so I'm, I've been consciously trying to like thank my body for everything it does. And you know, you grew two humans, girl. What you mean? Girl, you better thank it. Right? (laughs) That's real. Two of the best people I know. 
same well I mean you know they're they're a tie for my best person but you know yeah <laughs> um but for everybody you know enjoy this because honestly um we did we did we touched on a little bit earlier, but there's still quite a bit of Taurus energy right now um, yeah. with Mercury in Taurus, with Uranus. Uh, Uranus in Taurus, the North Node is in Taurus, and now um, Jupiter right is in now Taurus. Right now Jupiter is in Taurus, yeah. Yeah, and there was maybe, I thought there was one more, but there was at least like five or five planets, I think, that are in Taurus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just kind of we we hope that we get good surprises especially with jupiter there like good luck it kind of eases a little bit of all of the intense energy that's been coming for all of us um and so Mm -hmm. you know when jupiter was in aries a little bit ago um i don't know how much we really felt it um i feel like we felt it but like because aries is just kind of a newer type of beginning energy and it's so quick and it's you know cardinal fire unpredictable it's it's not really sustainable that we switch to this like grounded energy of taurus where this luck and the things that we can see I feel like we can see the actual transformation and the groundedness that um, comes with Jupiter and Taurus. So, I mean, I think it's here till like 2024. Um, It will go retrograde, I think sometime this summer. So again, as we said, really enjoy these next couple of weeks. Get your early, late spring, early summer game on y'all. We about to be outside, you know? Mm -hmm. About to be outside, outside. Um, (laughs) But I would, I would encourage you um, and hug your Taurus friends because even if they act like they don't want it, they want it. They've been going through it, y'all. They're the really Tauruses not. and the Scorpios, <laughs> they're having a time out here. They are. Yeah. And it's going to get like, yeah, as Tanae said, and I'll just repeat it. Have a good time through Gemini season because cancer season and Leo season are going to be a little bit messy. We're going to talk about that next time. But we're (laughs) going to have fun. We're going to have fun till, you know, the end of June when things start getting a little The moon and the sun, right. Fun. The two luminaries that we need to be. (laughs) But, you know, I'm just kidding. Um, So it, I would, guys, just stick with that. Um, before we get to the tarot card, we just want to thank you guys for coming to hang with us, loving our new, uh, setup. I personally like our new setup. Um, you know, this is, this is really working for us and it gives us really good conversations where we still talk to you about astrology, but we're also real people behind this and we like to just kind of really have good conversations. Um, and make sure you like and subscribe leave comments if you want to we're there you can find us on all platforms under zodiac chat line that is instagram and tiktok and of course here on youtube so come find us if you want to because we'll be there um and then and uh, spotify if you want to listen um, later see you Cassie know, always you can says, find us on spotify she's right <laughs> spotify um we today because Gemini season is so unique and different and has so many things and options. I picked one of my, and I'm sure it's Cassie's favorite deck. Today, we're going to get the animal spirit going. I do love this. Um, I love this deck because there are so many different animals. They are all represented by the elements. Um, Earth, they do earth, water, fire, air, and then they also do spirit in this uh which is also amazing um but these cards this is kim kranz hey girl shout out 
Michigan um, girl. Ah, hey, listen. I told y'all this is three one three country. Stay away <laughs> if you not if you if you're not with it. Stay away. Stay away. So let's see what card does Spirit want us to uh, talk to today? Really, we're gonna do that? Hmm. Okay. Well, we're gonna go with it because I kept trying and it was like, no, listen to oh, me. Oh, oh, I've never pulled this card from this deck. Neither have I. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> no, that's what I, was I gotta like. be an air. Vulture's I, gotta I, be an air. It right? is an air and it is. Which um, is appropriate for Gemini season or course. mutable air sign. Oh, okay. Vulture's halfway through there. Okay. It, um, okay. <clears throat> the vulture, guardian and purifier, essential for rebalance. The vulture is perhaps the most misunderstood creature of all. This intriguing bird balances our ecosystem and prevents the spread of disease. It does the dirty work that no one else wants to do and cleans up our messes. The vulture appears when there's a situation that needs to be purified or brought back into balance. Girl. Remember, the vulture is greatly undervalued. What you thought was a mistake or tragedy is a blessing in disguise. When in balance, it clarifies and reveals wisdom. When out of balance, it's dramatic and aggressive. And to bring into balance, clean your space and sage. Oh, Austin, I hope you're listening. <laughs> That's fascinating, though. What an so, interesting take. It and what I took from that is that we know that everything and needs, there needs to be a balance and everything mm-hmm. is very much out of control all the way around us. Um, and like you and I both never, I don't think we really ever have vulture energy within us. I think that's just, you know, but sure. I think as a collective, it is necessary because the vultures, they come for the carcasses, right? At yep. the end, they usually come for the carcasses and it's like, to me y'all they let you know they coming yeah like, we have to we don't want vultures to come around okay we we yeah. we need to but as always the tarot speaks and um we receive you know i would say and you know you still have time to uh do your new moon intentions from yesterday it's nice to just clean up before tomorrow's new moon in, or uh before the sun moves into gemini tomorrow um even if you know do a 15 minute quick little just organize you know mm-hmm. um i would i would encourage that um i'm probably gonna do that when we get done here Go ahead yeah and you just straighten my space my up. New moon intentions <laughs> gotta do that (laughs) it's so far in the season i know uh, we talk about this we talked about this it's not i mean i respect it because we got to respect how the moon uh moves but it is very um challenging to put intentions forth for a season that's already happened and i think it's already just showing us that like we probably have to use the pet previous season in order to navigate the next season mm-hmm. um and the energies remember are very different from taurus season to gemini you know you have fixed earth to mutable air literal cannot keep up with each like they're just like no what are so you different doing? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a, going back to the card for just like a second, though. I, you know, what kind of what we talked about at the top of the show, like 
this we've gone through this really intense eclipse season and all of this energy and and maybe depending on your individual life you may feel like things are really out of whack but i feel like that's a nice messenger to to remind us that like we can bring it back into balance and let's you know clean up the messes and um see if we can turn something negative into a positive here and i'm i'm here for that i'm here for that vulture Listen. messenger right and i was like i saw it and i was like and the funny thing is earlier I was shuffling and it had popped out a couple times. So I was like, hmm, put it back in, you know, and I was like, oh, okay. Wow. So uh-huh. they was ready to talk. <laughs> Guys, it's been a great one. Thank you for joining us for Gemini season, the new moon in Gemini and versatility. We will, of course, see you next month uh, as we are here once a month, but we love to do it for our celebratory Cassie slash cancer season. (laughs) Celebrating, celebrating this queen here. We love her (laughs) and the motherhood and all the watery energy. My crown of tears. what she said we here for that we have after gemini season we might be much more comfortable in the crown of tears <laughs> you need a good cry <laughs> oh my god but thank you guys so much make sure you get out and um if you're in atlanta keep protesting uh cop city please keep stop stop cop city um and continue to get out um in your local elections and really you know we are seeing a lot more um activity thanks to social media um in local senate and houses and we're seeing a lot of the states more than the federal uh government's business we are seeing local government and i really encourage everybody to kind of go um find out what's happening and speak up because you know we we hired these people to do a job right okay just going back to that mm-hmm. but anyways As we always, even pay their salary <laughs> and they get good uh health insurance better than most of us like there's just we could go on and on um and and for all y'all in the government please don't default us we looking ghetto out here in these streets girl the world is like these ghetto folks they trying to put their life on layaway like what the hell (laughs) okay i'm done y'all just for right now anyways thank you so much for joining us here at the zodiac chat line we will see you guys next month cassie i love you girl wouldn't want to do this without you Everybody love else, it's all love as always. And what, Cassie? Peace. Peace. <laughs>